Amen. All right, so there's a lot going on. Just remember, two services next Sunday. Don't show up at 10 or you'll just be stuck in the middle. You don't want to be in no man's land. Okay, that's the wilderness. All right, 10 a.m. It's over. All right, so the 9 11, that's the promised land. That's where we're going. Okay. All right. Well, guys, good morning. Good morning. My name is Tyler Hardy. I'm the senior pastor here at Antioch. And today we're doing something a little differently. I'm actually going to have a conversation with myself just back and forth. Just kidding. We're not doing that. No. Um, this morning, we're doing something a little unique here at Antioch. And um, we are going to do, I'm going to do a little interview here with Chris and our Lena Pletcher. If you don't, before they came up, yep. So uh, they'll share more. But uh, we're bringing them up here because if you, if you don't know, uh, Chris and I became buddies in college on the way to fish camp. All right. So don't always, hey, listen, I know impact camp's great too, but fish camp, hey, good things can happen. All right. So we met back in college, and um, uh, anyway, he's been friends for years, and we ended up back here in College Station, and, and Chris came on our staff several years ago, uh, has stepped in to be an elder the last few years, been helping to run Sundays and her family's own and a myriad of things, and uh, so we wanted to bring him up here this morning because they just got back from a sabbatical for five weeks, which was hugely needed and so helpful. And we just wanted to have them up and kind of share some of the story and what God's been speaking to them, kind of how that time was as well, and to kind of share a few uh, just kind of life lessons with us this morning, all right? So if you would, honor the Pletchers. Come on up here, guys. I think it's a bigger round of applause than you ever got preaching. So it's probably because Arlena. That's right. That's the way it goes. Uh, that's okay. The better All right. <laughs> it's a louder applause. Uh, here's sure. waters. You want it, or they can just look cool right here. So it's up to you. Uh, I requested coffee. So oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, so guys, so uh, Chris just kind of gave a little intro, but just kind of uh, bring us a little bit in the story the last few months, maybe kind of taking us into. 2020, the year of the unexpected. Uh, maybe we could label it that. But just kind of bring us back in the last few months, kind of uh, some of that story of, of what God's been speaking to you guys. So, yeah. yeah um, hey, say hi. Say hi, Hi. Good morning. I just hit your tooth. It's our first time. Uh, what's up, y'all? Hey, how's it going? It's good to, man, um, it's so good just to be here with the family this morning. Just unbelievable. Like, this worship team just leading us in with abandonment to worship Jesus. I mean, what an incredible privilege it is to get to be in this room today together in the flesh, praise God. So y'all know this still isn't happening in a lot of places, right? So it's, anyways, um, y'all, it's, um, it's been a really, um, it's been a lot of things. The last few months, uh, the Lord has been speaking a lot to us and our family and has been initiating with us. Um, you know, as Tyler shared, we've been a part of the Antioch family for uh, here in College Station for about nine years, and um, it has transformed our walk with Jesus and, and changed our lives. And uh, one of the things that we've loved so much about this community from day one is just seeing the the just the radical surrender to Jesus that is just at the heartbeat of this church. You know, like you you can't really come here and like stay lukewarm. You know, you're either gonna come here and you're gonna 
like hate it and leave, or you're going to come here and respond to the call to more, and you're going to surrender all to Jesus, you know? Like, there's just not a lot of gray area in, in at this church, and we needed that. We, we longed for that, and we, as we came in, we, like, were so drawn to this radical surrender to Jesus, and you know, you know, every year at World Mandate, we'd show up, you know, and kind of put ourselves before the Lord again and say, here we are, God, you know, wherever, you know, if there's anywhere you want us to go or anything you want us to do, you know, our, you have our yes. And year after year after year, it was, um, it was stay, stay here, go deep, stay here, go deep. Year after year, I've called you to stay. I've called you to build this house. And um, over the last couple of months, um, leading into our sabbatical, uh, we started to hear a little bit of a different um, invitation from the Lord. Um, we started uh, to hear him say, go. Um, and so we're here this morning to share a little bit uh, about the adventure that Jesus has um, invited our family into, and that got really clear and happened really quickly, honestly, over our sabbatical. We'll share a little bit more of the story. But um, we haven't just been chilling. I'll just say that much, okay? We've been uh, pressing in and trying to hear the Lord, but um, that's kind of what we're here to share a little bit of the journey this morning. Yeah, so, you know, obviously they've been around here for a while, and, um, you know, when it comes to a go, you guys, you know, whether it's world mandate or just normal language, we we want to be a church to actually train and send people and to train and go, and more recently, we said, hey, we need to also do the training and staying thing, too, um, because that also has value, <laughs> right? Sorry, but, bro. Uh, but, but really, in our heart of hearts, Jesus said in Matthew 28, the Great Commission, which many of us know, it is go, therefore, and make disciples in all the nations. And there is this going that is part of the believer's life. It's part of the call of a follower of Christ. And you may not know where that is. It doesn't always have to mean you to leave cities, but, um, but I think in, in this case, let's share more, but just, you know, bring us a little bit in that story. Okay, you just said we just felt stirred to go. You got to unpack that a little more uh, and just tell us, hey, sure. so how did you get up to this, like, go part of actually, okay, what is, what is like, when do you feel confident yeah. that you're supposed to go? Yeah, for sure. Uh, anybody else have a midlife crisis and shelter in place? Just, okay, let's see you, bro. All right. Um, we've actually been calling it, uh, my midlife breakthrough. All right. So, um, as an extrovert, uh, you know, working from home was not my best life. Well, you know, just to say the least. Um, but it did create shelter in place, created some space for the first time, honestly, in, in years for me, um, to really just have a lot of the, the stuff that was piled on top of me called kind of removed and, and just some space. And, in that space, um, there were some things that were just kind of deeply planted that had room to like emerge, if you know what I'm saying. And, and just some callings. I just felt the Lord inviting, um, calling some things out of me and just saying, hey, um, there's some stuff in you that um, I need you to let emerge. I need you to be who I've, who I've created you to be. And, and honestly, we initially just thought that that was going to mean like some, a bit of a role change here and Tyler and Ashley were so amazing. They could tell, I, I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve, you know. I don't know if you saw me weeping up here from, you know, the first downbeat of song one in worship, but I, I don't, like, bury it very well. And so Tyler early on could see, like, man, something's going on in you, you know. Like, 
and and he was so kind and just as you know we've been friends for 20 years he just he we, we went out to lunch and he said it's obvious god is doing something in you i want you to press into that i want to get behind that and I, I want you to figure out what it is and you have like go and press in and i had felt the lord invite me into this like 40 days of fasting from a couple things and and just really seeking clarity and Tyler said, look, I'm with you. Let's go. Let's get clarity. Let's hear what God is saying. And um, by the end of that 40 days, um, we, we just started honestly getting kind of bombarded. If you guys know, just living in the community, you know, you, you, we have, you know, such an amazing community of people that pray and people that hear God and and then we'll actually share with you and encourage you. And so we just started kind of getting bombarded, honestly, um, with direction from the Lord, um, including, you know, prophetic dreams and all kinds of stuff. I don't know if that's something, you know, dreams are a part of your normal Christian life. But it's like, we got friends that dream, you know. We, we got friends that hear the Lord clearly. And, and so it wasn't just this thing in isolation where we were like, we think we should leave, you know, like, God was, by the end of that 40 days, um, really giving us a go. And um, uh, it was like Abraham go. You guys know, like Genesis 12, God comes to Abraham and he says, I want you to leave the land of your fathers and go to the land that I will show you, you know? So it was like, we didn't have some city or some nation. It was just like, give me the yes in your heart and start moving and I'll show you where we're going. And um, so we, yeah, that was fun, y'all. Um, so we started to just give Jesus that yes in our hearts and, and, and say yes to that go, but um, we, we didn't really know what to do with it for a couple weeks, and so, and we kind of wanted Tyler and Ashley to hear the same thing, you know, without us saying it. And y'all, I just want y'all to know and say it publicly, it was such a beautiful just journey of unity and peace between the four of us and our two families as we've just shared so much of life together. And, you know, two weeks after we clearly heard the go, they came back from a family vacation at the beginning of the summer, and they said, you know, we've been praying through things with the Lord, and, and we feel like it might be time for you guys to, to go. And uh, I was like, well, good. I'm sure that was really hard for you to say to me, but good news, man, we're hearing the same thing. We're, you know, we're, it would have been a little awkward if it, you know, there wasn't that. <laughs> uh, but man, isn't that how the Lord works? You know, like God was just moving things and doing something. And um, anyway, that was the week before we left on sabbatical, which was legit. We were going to, you know, at, we thought to just get a little bit of rest and instead we went into sabbatical to figure out, man, what in the world is the Lord saying? Where do we go? Wow. Well, I think it's just helpful, hopefully, for you guys to hear just, you know, God really is faithful when you press into him and you really do seek him out, right? The scriptures say, seek, knock, like he will be found, he will respond, he is a good, good father, and just to encourage you guys, I mean, so proud of y'all to actually do that seeking, knocking, even though you could have just been not doing anything during the shelter in place, just kind of chill and wait it out. You guys really did press in, and uh, and I think that that in that secret place of pressing in for months prepared you guys for what God was going to say at the end of that time, uh, which is so beautiful. And 
compassionate of God to let us go through the journey before he actually opens the door. So you share with us kind of some of that story, and you guys are going to go, so, but you're not sure where. So, you know, Abraham wasn't sure either. God revealed it to him eventually, but just bring us into that a little bit. Okay, so where, where are we talking? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you're probably expecting us to say, hey, we're, you know, we're going out to plant a new church, you know, because usually that, I mean, that's sort of how our, you know, how things normally happen, especially if you're, you know, a 37-year-old with a family and you have a leadership crisis slash breakthrough, you know, it's like, awesome, man, go plant a church, you know, and, um, but we, um, we felt, and when I say we, us, uh, the Hardys, a lot of you guys know James Wise, dear friend of mine, he was a, just like a trusted counsel in this inner journey as it was starting, and, and there just seemed to be this consensus that it wasn't a go to plant a new church, um, that, that the, there was going to be an opportunity for our family to jump in somewhere, um, you know, hopefully with the Antioch movement, that's, I mean, we have no desire to to leave this family, uh, to jump in somewhere where there was some momentum and, and help take something to the next level, just be a part of leading and covering something. And so with that, we launched into sabbatical, and uh, Tyler started making a couple of phone calls. I grew up in Houston, and so he uh, called Fred Nelson, lead pastor in Antioch, Houston, and that kind of opened a conversation, and um, I had heard that in Austin, they were doing kind of a multi-campus model as well, and so so he called Antioch Austin, and, and literally by the end of, uh, before we even left, honestly, on, on sabbatical, we had phone calls with Houston and Austin just kind of, it, you know, exploring what does this yes mean for us. And uh, Antioch Houston very quickly was, um, unfortunately for Houstonians, a quick closed door. All my family's there. They were sad about that. Um, and, uh, but Antioch Austin was uh, this wide open door right out of the gate that um, seemed really promising and surprisingly peaceful. Um, our first conversation with them was the first day of our sabbatical. Uh, five weeks later, on the last day of our sabbatical, um, they offered me a job um, to be campus pastor of their North Campus. And we've said yes. So that's the, that's the big you know, the big news is we, we've accepted a job with Antioch in Austin. We're going to be moving right down the road into the belly of the beast, the dark side. It's a good thing. I'm, a, I'm surprised I didn't get any hissing, actually. But, okay, I saw, saw him off, yeah. So uh, it's a good thing I'm a two-percenter. I love my T-SIP friends from a pure heart. But um, so, um, but, but kind of backing up a little bit, um, and uh, I'll let Arlena share a bit here in a second. But it's one thing to have an, an open door, right? It's another thing for God to speak and say, go through that door, you know? An open door doesn't always mean that's where you're supposed to go, you know? God does close and open doors, but it's, it's, we really still have to be tuned into his voice. The door to Austin opened early in sabbatical, but again, we, we pressed in. We took some time, out, time away with our family to really hear what God was speaking and and it just came quickly and in abundance, the, the, the invitation to um, run to higher places. The, the, a word we've carried for a while is about being a city on a hill. And Austin is actually a city on, on a hill. It's the capital, obviously. And, um, and there were just a lot of different things where we didn't just feel like this was an open door. 
we felt like God started speaking to our family, I have called you to this city, um, and I've called you to be a part of what I'm doing in this city. Um, and so, honestly, we, we um, I think Austin initially was just kind of entertaining a conversation with us, trying to, you know, get to know us a little bit, and I, I'm not sure. We're in a global pandemic. Like, this North Campus in Austin isn't even meeting in person. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, they weren't on the job hunt. They weren't, like, looking for a campus pastor, but when Tyler called them, they just started listening to the Lord and started saying, God, is this something that you're doing? And a couple weeks later, we basically said, hey, we don't know how serious y'all are about this, but we feel like we're hearing from the Lord that some leadership for our family to Austin. So the ball's in your court um, if you, you know, want to continue the conversation. And they invited us to Austin the next week to, like, have some in-person interviews, and um, the rest was, was kind of history. So um, that's how that five-week journey, I mean, it happened really fast and furious. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Not your typical sabbatical if you're wondering, you know, what does that really look like for pastors? That's not typical. That's atypical. But uh, God can always do whatever he wants. So, um, so Arlena, um, obviously you're the more talkative of the two. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, uh, Ar- just in case you want Arlena by request did not want to talk the entire time. But, uh, but when Arlena speaks, you need to listen. So, um, so Arlena, just help us understand a little bit from your perspective, your journey with this process, because I think we're all getting to hear y'all's story and communicating that y'all are going to be leaving soon and heading to Austin. But again, I just want us to be picking up on just some of the life lesson pieces too of like, how do you hear God about a big decision? I mean, more, more people have gone than have stayed at our church over the last 11 years. We, we prioritize college students. We go after people that are this is a stepping stone job journey, you know, or they're just coming through. Like, this is very normal. So I think for our church to hear, this is a normal process people go through, whether it's ministry or the marketplace or graduate school, you know, like it's a normal thing. But I think to approach it in a way you guys are approaching it is really healthy, I think, for everyone to hear kind of, hey, we did pray and fast. Hey, we did seek some counsel. We did wait for unity of the spirit. We did have open, honest conversations. We explore doors, some shut, some open. Like, it's really healthy for us to hear and that it is a process, you know. This one was a little quicker than maybe I would say that is normal, but it still was a process. Does it make sense? So, Alina, just from your angle a little bit, uh, you know, kind of being in this journey and also just speaking on behalf of your kids, just let us know how's this felt, what's this been like for you guys? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so, the sweet thing about knowing Jesus is is that you're just, you're in a journey day to day with him. And, um, and he's just always speaking and he's preparing you before you even know if you're going, where you're going. And, um, so much of this journey, I feel like was him, um, kind of like we hear in the old Testament when he's talking to the Israelites, like, remember what I've done, remember what I've said. And when you have history with God, just in the day to day faithfulness of spending time with him and, and, praying and seeking and finding and you you have things to go look back on and remember and to see his faithfulness and see what he's done and miracles he's done and things that he said and promises he's given and um and so that was a big part of this journey for me honestly was 
it was going so fast. And so for there were several weeks where I was like, is he really saying this? How is like, what in the world? And but I would like go back a few weeks and I would be like, yes, he's absolutely saying this. And and um, and so, yeah, he's he's been speaking to us a lot through. Um, he gave me this dream back in April and brought me to Song of Solomon, too. And it just talks about arising and running like this invitation to run to higher places with him. It's time to arise and run and go to these higher places. And it just kind of began to as Austin came on the table, I was like, well, I wonder what the elevation of Austin is. And and it's higher than College Station. It's a thousand um, versus like 300. And I was like, OK, feet. Yeah. And um, above sea level, above sea level. <laughs> yes. And um, and um, and just little things like city on the hill, and we just felt like there was so much that he was speaking in that place, and um, and so it was just really sweet to see that. And when he originally gave me, like, brought me to those verses, it was at the end of shelter in place, and um, in a lot of ways, I felt like he just gave it to me to like give away to a bunch of women in our body. Just I felt like it was like a commission for us as believers to like come out of shelter in place and like run to higher places with God. And um, I've learned over the years that like a lot of the times when God gives you something for you, it's also something that you can give away. And I feel like that's kind of what he was doing with that. And and but as we began to move towards Austin and this whole thing kind of started, he brought me back and he said, remember what I said about that dream and running to higher places? Like that actually was about this. And so it just felt really sweet to see a full circle there. Um, and one of the things that God was saying and, and with our kids, he's just been so kind and so gracious to like prepare their hearts and, um, just get them ready. And, I feel like we we were very intentional with when we brought them into the process because um, they're very young, and so when they know, a lot of people will know. <laughs> and um, and so we, but we also wanted them to be a part of it with us and not just us like telling them about it. And so um, God gave us some creative ways to talk with them about it with different things that were happening um, without actually telling them what was going on and lots of songs, planting seeds, lots of songs we began singing, like Better Than, or um, there's a song called Go Anywhere by Ren Collective that we've had on repeat. So, you know, we're just kind of like letting it run on their mind, like we're going to go anywhere, anywhere at all, as long as we're with you, Jesus, like that's what the song says. And, um, and so it was just sweet to see God preparing them, and two weeks before we told them, um, they've been doing these little prayer walks on our driveway because it gives them space to talk to Jesus and worship and pray, but also keeps their bodies moving. And, um, and so we've, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so Hudson came in, he's one of our five-year-olds and, and we were like, what did God say today? And, and he said, he, Jesus said, we need to follow him wherever he tells us, even if we don't want to. And that was two weeks before we told them about Austin. And so we, and we knew about what we were processing. And so we're like, thank you, God. And, um, and so it's been sweet to see. And when we finally told them, it was just a really sweet time. We all cried. Like, 
and just we're grieving, you know, because this is our home. I mean, I've never lived anywhere longer in my entire life than I've lived here in College Station, like all growing up. Then this is home, and y'all are our family. And um, but we, but when Jesus invites you on a journey, it's just like, what else would you ever want to do but say yes? And um, and so once we told them, like through. As after the initial, like, just, like, grieving what that meant, they all were just, like, we want to follow Jesus with you. Like, that's, like, the resolve in their hearts. And, and um, like, we want to go where he's asking us to go. And they counted the cost, even in their, like, sweet little young hearts and minds. Like, they are saying yes, and they're going, and they're doing it with joy, and they're along for the adventure and so I'm really proud of them and just really thankful for the ways that Jesus has just helped them along the way. I I heard, yeah, y'all can clap for her. That was amazing. So good. Um, I heard, I don't even know who it was honestly, but many years ago, some, you know, sage, wise, like parent tell me, uh, you know, you want to, in any of these big decisions, like big life decisions, you want to um, involve your kids, not inform your kids, you know, and, and like find ways to bring them into the journey of hearing God and being a part of making the decision with your family because um, it just like creates this unity and this bond and it really gives them ownership in the process. And so God just gave us so much grace that honestly we couldn't have, you know, made it up the way that it played out with them. And um, and the ways in which we were able to just invite them into hearing God with us. And I'll just say this real quickly, but the, um, about a, a week and a half ago, after we'd gotten the job offer um, on a Wednesday, I was driving to Austin to go and accept the job in person. And we were sitting down at dinner the night before on Tuesday night. And uh, right before we were sitting down to eat, I just felt the Lord kind of give me this idea to invite the kids into, you know, one last time, just like asking Jesus if he was really calling us to go to Austin before daddy goes and accepts the job. And so we sit down at dinner and, and before we eat, I go, okay, kids. So, um, you guys know the church in Austin has offered daddy this job. Um, and I'm planning to drive there tomorrow and to accept the job and to say yes, but only if every single one of you hear Jesus saying that this is what we're supposed to do. And so we're going to ask him right now. And I, when, when, the, when God put this idea in my heart, I was like, Lord, you got to pull through for me, man. I mean, we got six, five, five, three, and then an inaudible, you know, six, six month old. So he's, he's just like, he smiles all the time. He's always yesing, you know. Uh, and so I, so we sit down and we're at the table and we just go, Jesus, are you calling us to go to Austin? And, um, just waited, you know, for a minute and, um, and then I was like, all right, let's go. Hudson? And it was beautiful. We went around the table. I pointed at Hudson. He goes, yes, 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 yes. Daddy, I want to go with you tomorrow. You know, it's like, come on, man. All right. And um, Caleb was sitting next to me, our, our almost seven-year-old, and he was just like so just reserved, like serious, you know, like he could, he could understand the weight of it. And he was just, he just kind of quietly was like, yeah, Daddy, he's saying Yes. This is, what he's, this is what he's asking us to do. And, uh, and then came to Levi, our other five-year-old, and he, um, he said, Daddy, Jesus, kind of similar to what Arlena shared from Hudson, 
Jesus is saying that even if we don't want to, we should follow him because he's good. And I'm like my five-year-old, you know, like, oh my gosh. And then, and then Holland, literally, Holland said, enchiladas are three. <laughs> so I love enchiladas. Tex-Mex is my favorite food. So I took that as a word from the Lord. Let's go to Austin. Enchiladas. And you were just, somebody was just praying for me down here and said the whole enchilada, or maybe that, I don't know, somebody said that this morning. Anyways, so it was really Amen. sweet to watch it play out with our kids. And then the next morning, I got, like, before I got in the car to drive to Austin, they, like, all surrounded me and, like, prayed and blessed, like, gave me their blessing to lead our family to move. So. Love it. I love the enchilada. That is great. Uh, that word, it'll be a word for you, too. So. Um, you know, I, I, hopefully you guys are just picking up on, you know, again, not only do they press into God, but they press into your, to their kids and, you know, they only, they only got one kid that can, you know, he's learning to read. Uh, and, and so they're little, but they still invited them into that and that'll be forever enduring. How many of us wish actually we could go back in time when dad actually said, Hey, can I talk to you about this job I'm going to take across the country? You know? Uh, I mean, just does wonders for building trust. And I think you guys have done a beautiful job at, in their young age right here in this pivotal, pivotal, the biggest change in their life, period, up to date. And you've invited them in. You did it together as a family. And that's going to pay off huge dividends for them 30 years from now, which is awesome. So way to go on that. All right. We've got to turn the corner, though, here. And so you got to hear kind of the journey but just wanted to kind of, as we end our time here in a few minutes, just wanted you guys to share a little bit of the cost because we all know uh, following Jesus is not easy. If anyone tells you that, they're a liar. Um, it's hard. Jesus even himself said um, the way is narrow and hard that leads to life. And so um, Jesus' invitation to us to pick up our cross and follow him to the narrow way, it's it's not all fun. There's enjoyable moments. There's joy in the kingdom, absolutely, but it is costly um, and looks differently in different stages of life, right? But just maybe share just a little bit um, just on some of the costs for you guys and weighing this out and what this means moving forward. So, yeah, um, we've, we've kind of been the last few weeks, I feel like the, as we, we you know, we're, we're, we're experiencing the cost day by day. You know, it's like just an onion or something. There's all these different layers, right? And they're just peeling back, and you never really know when you're going to cut through one that, like, makes you cry, you know? Like, and that's been, that's a pretty good metaphor, actually. Um, so we, you know, I hit an onion layer, you know, outside of Lowe's a week ago, picking up mulch to mulch my yard because we're selling our house, you know? And, it, like, this house that God you know, just miraculously gave our family a year ago. I mean, it's a dream. It's like our dream, you know. It's it's incredible, and it was the culmination of like so much much history with God. You know, when we moved into this house last summer on our ten year anniversary, you know. And so I'm like sitting in Lowe's parking lot, you know, just crying because I'm like I'm about to sell this house, you know. And but just the whole weight of the whole thing, you know. And um, and so there's there's multiple layers to it. The language I think that we've kind of been using the last few weeks is that, you know, there's, um, there's counting the cost. We talk about counting the cost a lot, and then there's paying the cost, you know. And so uh, there's, uh, 
it seems like the big yes is like the hardest. Like we're gonna move our whole family to another city. You know, like that's what we we would call the big yes, and maybe that seems like the biggest one. But then there's the thousand like little yeses that actually come after it, that are um, where you really follow Jesus. You know, that's it's like where you really um, pay the cost. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think the cost to us is in multiple multiple forms, you know, friendship, relationship. I mean, I wept through worship this morning just because I like, this is, I love this house. Like, I love the heart and the passion for Jesus in this place. I love Kaylin Taylor, you know, like I just, and everything about just this family and the the culture of loving Jesus that that we've built here together, you know, and and I don't want to leave that. There's like nothing inside of me that wants to walk away from, you know, what we experienced at, from 10 o'clock to 10.25 this morning, you know. Um, you know, our kids have been uh, going to an amazing school that they, you know, that we adore and we trust. And, um, you know, we were cleaning out closet one day and all the Oakwell uniforms came down and and they, they, it hit them like, oh, like, we don't get to go back to Oakwell. And it was just a tear fest, you know, just everybody just crying and, and grieving. And so, um, you know, it, the cost is real, and, but he is so worth it. He's so worth it. And you, you do, like, cling to the promises. You know, we, that first song we sang this morning, you know, your promises never fail you do cling to what he said um, and and this vision that he's invited you into and, and you give him your yes day in and day out. And so, do you want to add anything to that, babe? Um, I just, I feel like God is a God of good exchanges. Like he gave himself for us, you know, like the best exchange of all. And, and I feel like when you live life with him, it's just this constant exchange. And ultimately he is our greatest exchange. Like we get him. He is our gain above all else, like no matter what. Like he is our greatest treasure. And so when we lose it all, we still gain him forever. And that is our gain in Jesus. And he, like we get to know him. And um, and that's, that's our greatest treasure. And I feel like he was just showing me even with the like house that we're leaving it it was a promise fulfilled like many promises fulfilled were this like this home that we've been living in this last year for like 2 years it was the culmination of promises that were made 2 years before that like was given to us and um but now he's like we're giving one promise fulfilled in exchange for more promises. And so we just get to trust that, like, we're going to see more promises fulfilled because we've already seen it happen in so many other ways that, like, why would we not just trust him? He's so trustworthy. And, um, and so he is your gain. He's our gain always. And he died. It's, it's just the gospel. Like, he died to keep you and me so that we get to keep him forever. Amen. That'll preach. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, um, in just a moment, we're going to have the band come up in a few moments, and we're just going to worship Jesus, and we'll kind of take us into that. But just I wanted to end just you guys each just maybe just sharing one story of, uh, you know, just kind of what 
to you guys, what what captures the heart of this church and of Antioch and of the DNA of the kingdom? Just a story maybe just to share with us, just a reminder, because obviously we could sit here and do a multi-day interview of hearing stories. <laughs> uh, but we at least just want to kind of end. We don't want to end on the cost. The cost is real. But just want to end on you guys reflecting on maybe just a couple of stories that maybe capture the, the heart of this family. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I mentioned at the beginning that um, it was about nine years ago that we, uh, we came to Antioch. And a little known fact, we actually um, had never attended a service here before we, I was actually a, a youth pastor. I was on staff at a different church. And um, we were having a little bit of a, a, a crisis, a breakthrough of faith. Um, and uh, we just, in great church, amazing people, but we just kind of began to realize that, like, man, we, um, like, we read the Bible and we see the vibrancy in the life of the New Testament church, and, and it just doesn't really, then we look at our church, and it's like so, something feels like it's kind of missing here. And we started to just feel stuck and kind of discouraged, and, um, and, but it was kind of all that we knew, and we, we really weren't sure if anything else, like, even existed, you know, and uh, like I said, amazing church, amazing people, but there just, there had to be more, you know, and um, and we had been married, like, two years, and so we were just trying to figure things out, and and um, and then we started hanging out with Tyler and Ashley. They had moved here and had started, had planted Antioch, and um, we were just um, continually just, like, drawn to just the life in them. They were excited about Jesus. There was like a refresh. You would be refreshing just hanging around them. And there was this like vibrant faith that they carried, you know, like you would hang out with them and you would feel like, man, these guys actually believe like the New Testament church is real, you know, and there was just something like, and so all that to say, I, I ended up quitting my job as a youth pastor at another church, we'd never even visited Antioch. We had just hung out with the Hardys, and we were like, this is what God's saying. That was like, I mean, up until this point, our biggest kind of like big yes, like, you know, we feel like God is calling us to make this big shift, and and so we um, we jumped in, and because we, we were just hungry for more, you know. We really were just hungry for more of Jesus, and I feel like what one of the, the scriptures God highlighted this morning as I was praying was that verse in Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be satisfied. And I feel like what marks this church and what has marked us because of this community from day one is just a true hunger for more of God. A true hunger to know Jesus more, to surrender everything to him, and to follow him. And that has that has changed our lives over and over again over the last nine years is being around a tribe and a family that you just can't sit cozy for very long. You know, like even if you just, you know, try to stagnate a little bit, maybe you'll get a couple of months and then, you know, somebody's going to rebuke you <laughs> if in love, you know, or, or God's going to just, you know, get you in love, you know, like, and you're just going to realize, what am I doing? There's more. Like, I didn't, you know, like, I'm not doing this lukewarm thing, you know. And, and so I just love that about, um, and even just being here worshiping with you this morning, I'm like, oh, my. Did, Kaylin, did you, like, pick all my favorite songs just because you knew, you know? Like, today, you did probably. But, 
um, you know, just pr- always going for, for more, um, just an obsession with Jesus and, and knowing him. And it's, it's marked us um, forever. And uh, I'll let you share, and then I'll, I'm going to say one last thing. Yeah, I just think back to those early days, and um, when we were just we were just friends with the Hardys because they were starting this church, we were at another church, and we were just like a haven for one another, just friendship. And um, but we were experiencing like the living God that they knew and loved, and we were hungry for it. And I remember we they invited us to Charity's birthday party. We didn't know Charity, but they were giving her. The church had rallied behind her to pay off her school debt, and it was like a lot of money, like forty three thousand dollars. And they were like, "Come, we're gonna do this. Y'all just come, just come." And so we're just there, like total strangers at her birthday party, helping hold the big giant check that says all the money. And like we got to see the church pay off this woman's debt and like set her free financially. And just like it was just like such a promise fulfilled in her life from God that he, that he was going to provide. And he did. And we got to see it happen. And we got invited into it early on and just seeing and tasting and just being a part of the faith to see something that looked impossible happen. And I feel like we've just seen that over and over again. And and I feel like it really awakened something in me. I was like, I want to have faith to see mountains moved because that's like a pretty big mountain. And I just saw it move. And so it really like woke something up in me. And, um, and that I feel like I'm like, show me a mountain. I'm going to see it move. Like, that's where I, like, land now. And it was because of those, that day. And, um, and so I'm just so thankful for the hunger. I'm so thankful for the faith. And um, I'm just so thankful that Jesus is real and that he is true and he's, he's faithful and trustworthy. And, and he really does, like, everything that he has said and will say and is saying, like, will happen. Just like he is risen, just as he said. So will everything else he has said. It will come to pass. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And so his words and his promises really are so trustworthy. And just one last thing. I, and y'all know me. Like, I'm a talker. I'm a preacher. Like, I, I've got a 15-point message of everything I love about this community. Seriously. Like, and, I mean, it would be a solid hour and a half sermon. And you'd probably stay awake, you know? Because, like, this, this family, this community, what Tyler and Ashley have cultivated here, the hunger for God, the faith, the community, like, the, all 15 of them, all right? Like, it is rich and it is real and it is unique and um and it's powerful and it's life-changing i mean i know we you're here because you've tasted and you've experienced jesus at work through his people you know but all of that those things aside like the the number one thing um that has changed us you know, outside of just the presence of Jesus showing up, like the number one thing that has changed us and marked us forever um, has just been y'all's friendship and being, getting to be friends with, I mean, so, so many of y'all, whether it's, you know, we've known you for six months or a few years, or we go back, you know, nine years to the beginning of this deal, you know, like um, 
that's the thing that, you know, made me weep this morning, like getting ready to come here, was the friendship. And that, that's the greatest cost of all, is um, the change that's going to happen in, you know, in relationships, because it always just does, you know. But that's the greatest thing for us to just say thank you. Like, y'all have loved us. Y'all have loved our family. Y'all have prayed for us. Y'all have warred and called on heaven when our twins were dying five years ago, and we saw miracles. I mean, y'all have so much inheritance in our family. Y'all have given us prophetic words at Life Group, and on Sunday mornings, you guys have encouraged us to be who God's made us to be, and you've given us space to walk in those things, and um, you've brought us snacks and treats and fun things late at night and just showing up to be there when we were going through it, and so many, so many things. There's not enough time. Um, so just thank you for being our friends and for loving us. And, um, and you know, thankfully, um, you know, it's Austin, and we're at hour 45. We're, we just love you guys. We love you. Yeah, amen. Well, we love you guys too. Here's where we're going to end. We're going to stand and worship Jesus. I think that's how they would want to end this interview. I did get to pick this song. Yeah, there we go. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand up, guys. And, um, you know, hopefully what you guys heard in their story was this yes to Jesus, um, which was not just, it wasn't just the last eight weeks they decided to start saying yes to Jesus. Uh, that started years ago. So I think for us this morning, how do you respond? This is not an atypical message or sermon, but I, um, what, what we want to do is we just want to position our own hearts, we worship, and just to say yes to him, whatever, whatever that is, um, whatever he's put in front of you right now, whether it seems big or little, that each of us have a chance today and this week to say yes to him again and to put Jesus at the center. Before we were having a yeah. kind of a pre-meeting this morning, someone just said, you know, it's about putting Jesus at the center. He's, he, we got to go through him to actually make sure that we know wherever we're going that it's the right way. Right. And I think putting him in the center again. So wherever you are, if it's a job thing, if it's a relationship thing, if it's a there's an addiction in your life that you've been wrestling with, you're in that kind of back and forth state, man, I, I, I think we would all say that a yes to Jesus is the solution and a yes to him, that's the way we're meant and called to live life, is just saying yes to him over and over again. So that's what I want to do this morning and respond to him. Yeah. One practical thing that we didn't mention is you're probably wondering, when are they leaving? Is this the official send-off? No, it's not. They're not being sent out today. We're communicating to you today. But they're, uh, the, the desires we're working out with Antioch Austin is for them to actually be there, start working in early October. So um, they're working on selling their house. They're, they're working on closing up relationships here, transitioning. There's, a, there's school stuff, a whole new city. You know what that's like. They're working that through, so be praying for them and... If you got encouragement for them, they love that. Just send a text or, hey, we're praying for you. We're believing God for you, whatever's happening. Uh, but but they are on that journey of trying to get to Austin. And so uh, he's going to be wrapping up his responsibilities here at this church so they can get focused on that to get prepared. So if you're wondering, that's kind of the, the time frame for them. So does it make sense? You guys ready to say yes to Jesus again? Great. Say one thing. Don't yeah. wait for the big yes, you know. 99.5% of life is like, 
saying yes in the really small, faithful, and the little everyday things, you know? And then every once, once in a decade, like, you get to say the big yes, you know? So I love that what, to what Tyler's sharing. Like, this, don't wait for the big yes. Like, let's just start with the, the next yes, you know? So. Amen. So let's just pray with me as we jump into responding to the Lord. Just respond where you're at this morning. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We trust you. We put you at the center again this morning. Lord, I thank you for the story and the example of Chris and Arlena and with their kids. I thank you, Lord, that there is that there is a story for us to learn from, to actually model from, of pressing into you, saying yes to you in the unseen and in the seen, saying yes to you even when it hurts, even when it's costly. Jesus, we just again, we come to you this morning and we say you are worth it. You are worth our yes. You are worth our yes because when we say yes, ultimately that means we are surrendering to your lordship and your leadership. So Jesus, again, I pray on behalf of all of us here in the room, anyone streaming, Lord, I just ask that you would cultivate the yes in our heart again, the daily yes. That's our prayer this morning, Lord. So whatever it is, if you need to highlight something this morning, God, if you need to highlight an area in one of us, and any of us, Lord, that just we wanted to say yes, we haven't yet, maybe it's been a maybe, <laughs> but maybe this is the morning where Jesus just says, hey, I'm looking for that yes. Let us be a people to respond to you that way. Let's worship together.